Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. <laughs> if this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Come on in, have a seat. We're, We're ready to go. Welcome back, you guys. It's been a little minute. We're not going to dwell on it, but <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're getting guys- back in the swing of things. I don't know why Kayla be making promises she can't keep. Broken promises, promises. <laughs> Literally, that's me. I'm sorry, y'all. Listen, in 2024, we vowed to do better. And here she go again. No, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen agreed to this one, so it's not just me. It's not just me. Thank you guys for coming back to the show. Obviously, if this isn't your first time, and I mean, not much to preface before we get into it. So, sister, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get into it. Wait, are you gonna tell them about? The case? Yeah. Okay. This week's case. Thanks for saying that, Something's off Mm -hmm. here. No, this week's case is, I mean, a highly requested case. Mm -hmm. It involves someone that was in the public spotlight for a little while. Who was fine. Okay. And, yeah, there was a resolution to the case very recently, and a lot of people sent us a DM. So, here we are. And just a little, like, spoiler alert. We've gone over this case before. Oh, we did. We did it in Houston at our live show. If you missed it. <sighs> right. Like <laughs> Houston was a movie. So it was if you vibe. missed it and you didn't come to New York and you didn't come to Richmond. Then mm-hmm. damn, you got to catch the next train. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. All righty, sisters. So are you ready to go? Uh, let me take a little shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get started. In 2016, an ex-NFL player and his wife were found brutally murdered in their own bedroom, as if they were still sleeping when they were killed. Their alarm system reflected that there was no intruders that night, so the police focused on who was in the house at the time. And one of the two confirmed to be there was their son. So join us as we discuss the details of the case and the suspicious evidence that pointed to the killer being 16-year-old AJ Armstrong. Like Kayla. Girl, bye. And thank you to everyone that requested this case. Thank y'all. This was like a fly case. Like, this yeah. is one of those, like, notorious, no, <laughs> notorious <laughs> <laughs> cases. Yeah, it was. And rest in peace to the victims ahead of time. This case is really sad. And if the killer is who we think it is, you know, it's even worse. Yeah. It's even more heartbreaking. So rest in peace. Antonio Donnell Armstrong was born on October 15th, 1973 in Houston, Texas. Houston. Shout out to Houston. Shout out to Houston. Fifth War, to be exact. Also, my dad's name is Antonio. I don't like this already. Yes. A little close to home. Mm-hmm. He and his four siblings were raised in the church. 
He would go on to play college football at Texas A&M in the early 90s. And in 1995, he was drafted in the sixth round of the NFL draft to the San Francisco 49ers. Yay! Mm-hmm. So he was playing professional. Strong neck. All right. He do. Kristen, please. He'd later be traded to the Miami Dolphins, but his career in the league wouldn't last long because he had an ankle injury that took him out for a little bit. Okay. Sorry, Antonio. Yeah. But he didn't give up. He went back in, but he went to Canada and played football there for about five seasons. Yeah, that's where you got to retransition back into the States. Mm Mm-hmm. Antonio was an associate pastor at a church as well. Church man. Love Jesus. He's so beautiful. And while he was in Canada, he ended up meeting his future wife, Miss Don Whiteley. It's spelled Whiteley. Come on, Don. Come through, Don. Don, you better come in here. She was a Kansas City native that was just as passionate about health and fitness as he was. And the couple seemed to just be perfect together. I love it. They look good. They look real good. He looks phenomenal. He's doing well. But Don is giving me more life than he could ever. I know. She is. She's so cute. She is killing it. I have a lot of pictures of them in here, actually. Don, don't play. They look good, child. Poor Don. So, yeah. And Don had a son of her own already named Josh, Mm. who Antonio ended up adopting as his own. Wow. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Josh looks grown. Oh, yeah. Well, in this picture, he was grown. But when he entered their life, you know what? That's a good question. I'm not really sure when. Yeah. I think think Josh, the age difference between Josh and then their future children wasn't that big. So maybe when she had Josh, I think he was maybe two years old when she got with him. Oh, okay. What's his his name? Antonio. Mm -hmm. Okay. They would go on, though, to have children together, Antonio Mm -hmm. Jr., and he was born in Canada, and then they moved back to the States and had Kyra. What mm-hmm. a beautiful family. Aren't they gorgeous? Look at them. I love it. They moved to the Bel Air area of Houston and opened a gym called First Class Gym. Hmm. Then they opened a few more and seemed to be doing really well financially. And not just financially. The couple and their children were literally like the all-American family. I can tell. I'm literally looking at a black all-American-ass family. Mm-hmm. They were super close. Their lives revolved around their faith, their family, and football. Mm. Very Texan. Both Josh and AJ played, and Antonio Sr. coached their team. Period, daddy. Look at them. They look so good. I'm telling you. They look like they be getting down. Okay, of course. Oh. They have three kids. <laughs> Two together. Um, so, yeah, Antonio Sr. was coaching them with A.J. being an all-around athlete. So, A.J. played basketball, football, and he was running track. And A.J. is the youngest. Boy. Josh is the, yeah, the youngest, youngest boy. boy. Correct. But the oldest of the kids that they have together. Okay. And he aspired to grow up and be like his dad and play in the NFL. All-star. Mm-hmm. All-star family. All of the kids were described by their paternal grandmother, so Antonio's mother. Mm-hmm. As sweet, well-mannered, smart, and all three of them went to a school called Kincaid, which was the top-rated private school in the area. Bougie. Burra bougie. And the tuition was like $30,000 a year per kid. Kilo, that's college. I know. That's college per year. I know. They must have been making a lot of money with these doggone gyms. Somebody was doing some. She's so cute. She really is. Now, when it came to Don, our girl, 
Mm-hmm. Not only lo- she not only loved being a mother to her children, but she loved her San Antonio child. Mm. She Und- loved her man. She loved her I man. Like that's going out of style, like loving your man. You better say that because there's always like a caveat attached to it. Yeah. It's like, are you? You know, I love you, but right. That I part. love you, but and it's I'm mostly not just their fault, but for other people, I'm speaking for myself too. You know, we got to get back to loving each other in spite of. How about that? Thank you to my man. Thank you to That's my, my man. man. I ain't really got no man. No, but <laughs> I can't wait to thank him when I get one. <laughs> I would be appreciative. Yes, maybe he's listening to the show right now. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. On July 24, 2016, Don posted a picture of their wedding day, mm-hmm. and the caption was, quote, this guy is my everything. He completes me in every way. Mm. He's my best friend. And after almost two decades, it's the simple things that makes us happy. I mean, and that was well said. Yeah, it's the simple things. Is Time with true? our family. Yeah. I mean, they looked, even from what we find out, in this case, it seemed like Don and Antonio were like genuine, genuinely in love mm-hmm. on the same page. Okay. But unfortunately, this love and this happiness wouldn't last too much longer because just five days after that post, both Andre and Don would be dead. This is honestly one of the worst stories ever. And not just because they're beautiful. <laughs> right. Or because like this is a family. Like, this yeah. kind of reminds you of like a really well off black modern family mm-hmm. that's exactly what they were and it makes you feel like it could happen to anyone like mm-hmm. they seem so normal and all of a sudden they're just executed it's by crazy possibly their own kid by possibly their own kid and we're gonna get to it and you're gonna have to make your own decision about this y'all really mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about like what happened how it, it ended and everything but mm-hmm. when you look at the evidence i mean i guess you can come up with another explanation we'll see We'll see. Houston folks hang in there with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you don't remember like me. <laughs> I know. We never knew about this. But we weren't in Texas yet. So. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about I don't remember from the time we actually like. Talked about it at the show. That's fair. Okay. Kristen does forget everything. I this is back in April. It's a protection mode <laughs> method. It's true. You get through it or you let it go. On Thursday, July 28th, 2016, a 911 call was placed to police at 1.40 a.m. Oh, no. The caller was 16-year-old Antonio Jr. Okay, AJ. Correct. And he told a dispatcher that he'd heard gunshots coming from his parents' bedroom. Mm. After alerting police, AJ woke up his 12-year-old little sister, Kyra, and they both headed downstairs to wait for police to arrive. Period. You can't go Get in the Get the fuck room. out of there. Right. You don't know what's going on. That's a fair assumption. AJ disarmed the alarm system to let the officers in. Mm-hmm. And once they entered the home on Palmetto Street, they would find both Don and Antonio suffering from gunshot wounds. My God. Don was on the floor of the master bedroom with a bullet wound to her head, and she was pronounced dead at the scene. My God. So she didn't even make it to the hospital. Antonio did make it to the hospital with a gunshot wound to his head as well, but he later died of his injuries. I mean, these were kill shots. Yep. Directly to the dome. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even like, I was fearful for my life. So I protected myself and used this gun. No, they this was no like, chance. my goal, my goal was to take your life. And Don and Antonio had no chance. No chance. Police at the scene started to investigate and found that the couple had been killed with their own gun. Mm. It was a gun that Antonio would keep in his nightstand drawer. Well, sometimes he would like, I guess, 
put it under the bed too, but either way it was in his possession. So off rip, they're thinking the killer must be someone that knew the gun was in the nightstand. Because what killer, even if you're doing like a grand theft, robbery type thing, you're not coming without your own gun. Right. And you're not looking for somebody else's gun if you have a gun. That's fair. To even use. It makes so much more sense, even if you're trying to quote unquote like cover your tracks, Mm -hmm. to use a different gun Mm -hmm. than the person that Mm -hmm. you're coming to do this to. I feel like that's just waiting till the end, like. You gonna sit there and like try to look in the drawer like no somebody knew it was there mm-hmm. somebody knew it was there oh so police are like this is someone that's familiar with the home the gun was found on the kitchen counter with a note next to it that read i've been watching you come get me mm. i've been watching you yeah okay what the hell is that i have been watching <laughs> if you're if you're on time. patreon you see it come get me i have been watching for a long time oh well everyone wrote in the fucking articles i've been watching you they don't yeah i'm live y'all don't always listen to what you see in <laughs> that is so true What's I, been been I have been watching time. for a long time come get me. and i didn't analyze this because i wanted to do it live on fucking camera yeah so i just went with the articles bitch you can't trust the articles all the time if you lying, try to paraphrase. I gotta start saying allegedly. Mm-hmm. And this came from KHOU 11. Which is like a whole radio station. That's like a news station in mm-hmm. Houston. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, count your fucking days. Who wrote that? <laughs> anyway. Right. They also noticed that the alarm system was armed and active throughout that night and hadn't been triggered by anyone trying to break in. My God, Kayla. Someone's in the house. It's somebody that's already been in the house and at the time of the murders only aj and kyra were home that we know of mm-hmm. so investigators so here are some pictures of them being at the scene of the crime when they were like taken into custody that's, that's aj Josh. oh that's aj that's aj mm-hmm. they took pictures of his hands they took pictures of kyra they took her ass in too and she's 12 at this point yeah. she doesn't look 12 she looks at least 15 but she was you know a young girl yeah and they were traumatized yeah so investigators started to look into what was going on in the family in the months before that day. And things were looking not so perfect in the Armstrong household. Mm-hmm. Explain. Apparently, both Josh and AJ were both fucking up a bit in their parents' eyes. AJ had just failed out of Kincaid. Mm-hmm. His mom, Don, accused him of smoking weed, Uh-oh. drinking, and apparently he was a habitual liar. Damn, AJ, why you gotta lie? A lot going on. And he was 16, so you already know. Like, well up in the stuck at 16 16 you're just asking for the worst version of yourself whoever that is absolutely between 16 no between like 15 and i want to say like 20 you're just nasty yeah but i feel like now it's even more younger like yeah now it's like 13 12 you're wild yeah. <laughs> you simmer down by 16 a little bit maybe because you've done everything right yeah oh, pray for our youth they are not the future okay <laughs> some of them Don texted AJ saying, quote, I'm so disappointed in you. And that was after she found out about him fucking out of school. Mm -hmm. Antonio Sr. said he was a liar and a manipulator. That's a lot. What you doing, AJ? I feel like as a kid, you feel misunderstood already. Mm -hmm. Like now your parents are calling out your name. Like, yeah. I mean, I can understand because I know I was a terrible kid. Yeah. You know, he 
thought he was he thought good. he was the shit right yeah. at 16 looking like like he that. has a job and, and an adam's apple mm-hmm. child and he had a little out. girlfriend that we're gonna get to mm-hmm. so he's probably really just showing out you know he is Period. josh Kristen, sorry josh on the other hand he was having issues at college namely he had dropped out and he allegedly admitted that he was smoking weed basically every day. Well, His parents were not happy about that. I can understand why. At least I'm not robbing and stealing and killing. Yeah, but he also like dropped out of school. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. According to his paternal grandmother, Kay, quote, he was different. His hair wasn't kept up and his clothes were dirty, end quote. You, she sounds so judgy. She was. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't. School wealthy type of grandma not honestly not not giving wealthy and she was in some of the videos that were posted and everything like that and she was sharing her opinion and i just felt like i felt bad for her because she has lost so much but i just feel like she's also missing the mark on what she thinks happened and we're gonna get to more of that okay i'm gonna tell you right now friend the first time you try fume you're gonna say hold on do I need to incorporate this into my everyday life? Oh, really? What yeah. is it, Kevin? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. And if you listen to the show, you've heard us talk about it before. It's super dope. Instead of vapor, it uses flavored air. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. Instead of vapor, it uses flavored air. This is literally air. Yeah, it's without the harmful chemicals, but it still is like that hand-to-mouth movement that a lot of us are looking for. And that I'm puffing on something type of vibe. Absolutely. So if you want to try it out this holiday season for someone else, you know, buy it for somebody, get it for yourself, whichever, head to tryfume.com and use code BLACKTRUECRIME to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's try fume f-u-m dot com and use code black you crime to save an additional 10 percent off your order today okay sis all right back to the episode so basically i'm when she said that about josh i'm like he's a teenage boy you know he's gross like they're gross yeah i mean josh Give him is a, break. a teenager at this point he's in college but he's still like what young. at least yeah he's still a, a young man and he might be doing his nigga shit you know like you don't know what type of stuff He's really on. That's true. That's true. Well, he had a girlfriend. Well, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. But she did add that she'd heard him talking to himself in the bathroom before, suggesting he may have suffered from like some type of mental health issues. Oh, wow. Yeah. But when the text between Josh and his parents were analyzed, it was giving more so like love and support from them, specifically his mother. Mm-hmm. Text showed that she would sometimes confide in Josh about her frustrations when it came to AJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that maybe caused a rift between the two brothers because yeah. you know when your mom's coming to you talking about how terribly behaved i am of course i want to look at you like an op and i don't want to tell you what the fuck i got going on also aj's like young and she's probably thinking josh can like give some type of something to him to cause him to simmer down maybe because he's not listening to his dad right mm-hmm. now maybe he'll listen to you type so of thing. which means aj must have been a little wild i wonder if he was young just like a party or wild and free you like to party Rock the, like party. Rock, the, rock the party. I think he was just maybe like going out a lot, yeah. not listening to his School parents. Is a mug. Mm-hmm. He's rich. They, I don't know if they're rich. Like, I don't know what type of life that they live. But look looking at, at him, I'm about to say, looking at them, they look like they were 
they were making great money. Like with the land cost ass shirt on, a little smile, a little slight grin on the side. He knows yeah, what it is. Very clean. Going to a private school, flunking yeah. out of a private school. That you're paying tuition to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, he's privileged and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he is. But he was still a 16 year old and wanted to do what he wanted to do. Yep. Don sent a text to Josh in June that said, quote, I don't know what I did wrong as a mom. I just wanted the best for my babies. I'm trying not to feel like a failure. End quote. That's a lot. You know, parents take that shit on. And make it their own Mm -hmm. pain. Like it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And then he replied, Josh replied, quote, I love you, mom. Be strong. We will succeed. Okay. (laughs) That's mama's baby. Yeah, it was sweet. Like you're trying to tell him, like, we're going to make it. He wants to console her. Mm Mm-hmm. At the time of the murders, Josh was trying to get back on his feet. He started working at one of the family gyms and even started taking college classes again. And then Dawn found him an apartment and bought him some furniture and little things he needed for the place. She's so sweet. So she was like fully supporting him. It looked like the relationship was good. Like she loved her baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it was because she saw that he was like actually trying to not just love. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Antonio Sr. was like, "Ah, ah, ah." Mm -hmm. stop coddling him. Stop picking him up when he falls. Mm -hmm. He got to figure it out. That's true. And then AJ apparently was just getting worse, showing his ass even more. AJ, what was you out here in these streets doing, my man? I'm about to tell you. Okay. On July 17th, Josh texted his mom, quote, you're too good to me. Thank you, mama. And she replied, quote, love you, son. I think that was after she like showed him a table or was going to buy him a table or something like that. Period. But two days before the murder, AJ put gasoline in a bottle of rubbing alcohol and set a fire on the stairwell outside of his parents' room. Has he lost his mind? (laughs) That's a bomb. Oh, really? Gasoline and alcohol? Rubbing alcohol? In a bottle? Yeah. And then you light it on fire with the cloth and then you throw it. And then when it crashes, it like literally does a little. Bomb. Oh shit! Well, I think I thought he was just like he poured it on there and then set it on fire. Oh, okay. I don't know uh, how he did it, but okay. if he did it that way, I feel like that would have been a lot more damage than there was. Okay, so it was a damage. There was damage, but luckily AJ Senior was able to put the fire out before it spread. What the hell is wrong with AJ? I don't know what he was thinking. Like, what what beef do you have? Because that ain't playing. And this you is in the house. exactly this is a next level way of showing out that's i'm gonna get i'm gonna beat your ass right as a parent or kick you out because i'm not dealing with that you're risking our lives yeah don then texted a photo of the damage to josh so she was really telling josh that they were like best friends they were literally best friends and maybe that was really getting on aj's nerve and then Kristen, to add insult to injury to add stupider or on top of stupid Mm -hmm. AJ really showed his ass and stole the gun that his dad stored on the side of the bed. Remember the gun that we talked about that it was used to kill both Don and Antonio Sr. Mm-hmm. He took it upstairs to the third floor where he was staying, grabbed a pillow and blanket, and then shot the gun through the pillow and blanket into the floor. And guess what was right under his floor? The parents. His parents' bedroom. Wee. And then he hid the bullet hole in his floor with a pile of socks. AJ's premeditating. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like he's already trying to kill him. I feel like he's trying to kill his parents. <laughs> I think, I don't know if they, somebody was in the room. I didn't see that detail. 
he's why is he targeting every area like near his parents' room? Right. Like why are you not going to the back of the house, downstairs? Why are you not going outside? You doing stuff like right in their area, like you're trying yeah. to get caught or you're premeditating. Cause speak on it, Kristen. If they had three floors, you could have set a fire on the first floor steps or you know but you try you took you set a fire where your parents would use that to escape if anything happens premeditating it looks very premeditated very suspect we'll hear an explanation from aj himself later on in the episode about why and when the bullet hole thing happened Mm -hmm. but from the outside looking in if my kid shot a gun through my ceiling he's kicked out are you kidding he's kicked out he's gone i love you but you clearly are playing with my life and you stole my gun. Who the who do you think you are? Like this ain't no game. I was about nigga. to say that. I was like, he knows doggone well. Yeah. Whatever his excuse is, he shouldn't have t- been playing with that gun. You're in high school at this point. You know exactly what you're doing. Look yep. at him. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's a very smart individual. You know. So from setting the stairs on fire mm-hmm. to blowing the gun that he stole from his daddy into mm-hmm. a pillow, like shooting it, and it happens to go through. The floor mm-hmm. into your parents' room. This is not given for you, AJ. It's not it's looking good. Gives premeditated. Very much so. Then they referred back to the 16-minute 911 call where a 16-year-old AJ said that he had heard gunshots and saw a masked man escaping from the home. That's you a lie. lie. You a lie. I don't believe that. How? I'm not going to lie. The alarm wasn't even triggered. I feel like it would make more sense if he just said, hey... I heard gunshots and I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. But saying that you saw someone else as an extra layer of deceit or whatever that you have to hold up to. And that's so true. Overcomplicating your story for no reason. Immediately did it. Mm -hmm. Told on yourself. Yep. And like we already talked about, the alarm system didn't go off, but it would have. So the police were like, how is that possible? Mm -hmm. So by the time the sun came up on July 28th, police felt like they knew who was responsible for the murders. Okay, they thought it was AJ. They thought it was AJ almost immediately because he was looking real fishy. He was taken into custody and questioned about what happened that night. And they told him how they felt his story just didn't add up. But AJ stayed adamant that he was not responsible for his parents' death. Okay. However, investigators didn't believe him. And at the end of the interview, he was charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Wait, AJ, you ain't getting away. Like, who else could have done it, Kyra? That's what I'm saying. Kara is pronounced. Kara? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kara, girl. Hey, Kara, girl. They don't think it was Kara. They think especially because AJ called. And then with the 911 call, he sounded really calm in there. Oh, Like, shit. strangely calm. We're going to talk about it. But he was charged as a juvenile since he was 16. Mm-hmm. Don and Antonio's funerals took place soon after. And among those attended was AJ. But obviously he couldn't, like fully mourned because he was escorted there by police and had to remain in cuffs the whole time. Wow. Arrested. For real. They took his ass in custody. But then they let him go see the parents he could have possibly killed. Hey, it's a possibility that he didn't do it. Let's not take your the few rights that you have. Me innocent until proven guilty, although I have you in cuffs. (laughs) But (laughs) at least I can do is like show you, (laughs) like have you there. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about what his family thought and I can say it right now. They didn't think he did it. They thought the police had it all wrong. I mean, Kayla, he's 16 years old. They know How could him you think? all his yeah. life. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't given nutty. 
You know, like maybe he was just giving stupid. So maybe he was just giving hard headed, stubborn, mm -hmm. you know, a headache. Yeah. And then Josh was giving something else because like we already talked about the grandmother said, oh, he used to talk to himself and stuff like that. But we're going to talk more what about that, Josh too. There? We're going to talk more about that, too. So as the investigation continued, more evidence started popping up. For example, the bullet hole that was found in AJ's floor on the third floor. Mm -hmm. So they surmised that that at least one shot could have come from upstairs. Correct. Because okay. I don't I didn't see if it was ever established if Don and Antonio were shot at close range or whatever. But I feel like if AJ did shoot him or whoever shot him through the floor, there would have been more than one bullet hole, bullet wound in the floor. Sure. We're basically about to hear from AJ's own mouth why he took his father's gun. If he ever used it, he's going to lie first. So we're, let's just start there. And then we're just going to kind of hear what he has to say for himself. So let's okay. listen to it now. Okay. When you look up, there's a bullet hole in the ceiling that comes from the loft, which there's is your bedroom. Hole in the ceiling. And it comes through the, through the floor from the loft, from your room upstairs. Yeah, well, your room on is? The third, yeah, the third floor. Yeah, there's a there's, bullet hole. And then on the floor, there's an actual bullet that was actually fired. When, like, how long has that been there? Well, that's that's why we're talking to you because there's there's fresh there's fresh sheetrock on the floor. Right. So we have one that's coming from the room upstairs, and then we've got other ones well, in there. I can explain the gun from the room upstairs. Uh, it was like two, three. It was like I think it was two, maybe three weeks ago. Like uh, me and one of my friends was just like playing around, and they were they were about to leave, and he was like, "Hey, uh, well, not really." He he was like me. I was like, "Hey, like, have you ever shot a gun before?" And they were like, "Nah, I've never done it." And I was like, "Do you want me to show you how to?" And like, I like went and checked the three places, and the gun was under my dad's bed, and I like laid uh, the pillow. I laid my pillow. And then, like, two, a blanket over it and a blanket under it, thinking, like, that would stop it. But I'm, I guess it did not stop it. Yeah. Now, yeah. see, that, and that kind of goes back to what we were saying just a minute ago. You know, because a few minutes ago you said that you, you haven't seen it. You haven't shot it since you were a kid. And then now we kind of yeah, okay. give you, we kinda give you a little more. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. So, you know. I understand. We don't like want to. We don't. From. Yeah, we don't want to keep getting deeper into this because there's more. I mean, that's, that's the thing is and ultimately, you know. If the gun was fired tonight, you know, again, the GSR test is going to show. Exactly. So to say that you didn't or it was fired. I didn't fi I didn't fire it tonight. No, no. I, I, last time I fired, it was like two, three weeks ago. And I like, apparently I put a book. I, I guess my parents just never saw that. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that was a while ago. I can tell you now, there's like nothing that will come back that it's on me. There's There will be no gunpowder. There's my fingerprints on nothing like that will come back on me. I had nothing to do with this. Now, but you understand where I'm where, where I'm coming from. I understand where, where you're coming from. I like under because I when I explained it to my brother, he thought the exact same thing. So yeah. like he thought there was something like there's something missing. But I, I understand where you're coming from. He's very calm and like in control. Yeah. Even if he didn't do it, I can't see a sixteen year old reacting that way to his parents being murdered in the house that he was just sleeping in. And he's just talking like it's just something that happened at school, bro. Yeah. Whoa. Like he's talking about how he skipped class and or was caught in the hallway and didn't have a hall pass. Like it's very casual. Like, yeah. Casual. Matter of fact. What's up? 
Yeah. Doesn't look good. You know, I feel like the detective is slipping more so over his words than the damn 16 year old. I think he's trying to make sure that he doesn't like tip him off. I don't believe you necessarily. You know, because they be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But either way, AJ, I wasn't buying it. But I like hearing him talk. You're like, okay, he obviously goes to like a preppier school. Yeah. But also like hearing him talk made me think he wasn't like he lies effortlessly. Yeah. You said he was a Mm -hmm. habitual liar in the beginning. I can see that yeah. because if he's lying, he's doing it so well. Yeah. He's feeding into the conversation with no problem. Like no it's like, hesitation. oh, yeah, well, that happened. Yeah. You know, like whatever, like whatever. Which is like a little sociopathic mm-hmm. or a psychopathic. Socio. Socio. But after he was presented with the evidence, like we, they already said like, hey, we had fresh sheetrock on the floor and all that type of stuff. And to add to their suspicions, AJ was apparently going through a lot with his parents. Like we already talked about, he had been kicked out of school his grades were terrible his behavior was awful and you know how teenagers can be mm-hmm. like there's a lot of conflict going on in that house at the time i mean it's a pressure cooker at that point so if your child <laughs> not saying doesn't have good home training but is about to snap and like yeah. wants their life the way that they want it you're first you're getting <laughs> it first they always hit it home you know but to AJ's grandparents, this was a complete stretch. You and I, Kristen, are fucking bonkers even saying what we're saying because they're like, it's impossible. Like we talked about Kay, uh, Antonio's mother. She's like, he didn't do it. I don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to hurt us. Yeah, they don't think AJ could have ever done it, would never do it, and they still support him to this day. Really? Mm-hmm. So why are they so invested? Like, grandmas can be ignorant. No shade to the grandmas, especially the older ones because that's really what I'm talking about. But what has he shown them? You know, is it just love because she loves him? Mm -hmm. Or is it like he's a habitual like manipulator or he's telling the truth? I think, good question. I think he's a manipulator. I think they have been in situations. Think about it. We lied to our parents all the time. We weren't caught all the time. But when we did get caught, they were like, damn, like you're really a liar. Mm -hmm. So to say... You're a liar and a manipulator. I can see why they may think that, especially when it comes to him having a girlfriend because he had a girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. So when you want to do things that you're not allowed to do, what do you do? You lie to cover it up. Mm -hmm. You manipulate to cover it up. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure they never thought it would go as far as like murder. Mm -hmm. And grandma is convinced it would never go as far as murder. Exactly. And a lot of people are convinced, apparently. We're going to get to that, too. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I hope you guys are the type to gift yourself something for the holiday season, like not just giving everyone else something, but treating yourself as well. And now treat yourself before you teach yourself. Okay. And us going into the new year, you know, we like to be our best versions of ourselves when we head into the new year. And I think honestly, for me, it's going to be investing in my mental health. And that means signing up for some therapy. About time. I have been saying it. And I just need to do it. And I feel like a lot of us are in the same boat. Like, oh, we say a lot of things that we just don't do. When it comes to your mental health, there's nothing more important. And it really helps you in your day-to-day life. And BetterHelp has made it so simple for you to have access to a health professional that can really help you navigate your life and talk through some things. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit BetterHelp.com slash crime today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help. How do you spell it, Kristen? B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. 
Facebook.com slash Black True Crime to get 10% off your first month. Okay, where are we going, sister? Back to the show. Back to the episode. Three years later, AJ would go to trial. He was held in a juvenile jail for eight months, and then once he turned 17, he was charged as an adult. Mm, they got you. They did get him. But he was able to bond out, and he was able to be with his family until trial. One of the most interesting pieces of evidence that prosecutors would present was about the 911 phone call. So they spoke about how calm he was. We talked about that. And he didn't really seem too concerned about, like, how his parents were doing. He just said, hey, I heard gunshots in the didn't even coming check. from the room. Didn't check. And we're going to talk about how strange it is that he didn't check. Mm-hmm. AJ claimed that there was a masked man in the house and that he heard gunshots and then called 911 and then went and got his sister. Mm-hmm. And according to the layout of the house, AJ would have had to pass his parents' bedroom after the shots were fired without even looking in to check on them and then had to somehow already know that his sister was still alive Mm. because you hear gunshots coming from that direction Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you don't know honestly if you hear a gunshot in a house all you know of what floor it was on why would you go to your sister's room and and just be like i have to go get her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it was kind of strange that he automatically assumed that his parents only dead. his parents were attacked mm-hmm. and not his sister. Mm-hmm. So they suggested that, like I said, he was too confident to just be like, I'm going to walk past the room where I had gunshots and go get my sister and then leave the house. Yeah. Why wouldn't you check on your parents? Why wouldn't you? Whereas if you know that they could potentially be dead, you walk right past the room, walk past the room. He's on the third floor, comes down the steps to the second floor passes the room walks to get his sister passes it again to go downstairs to the first floor and out the front door yeah that's not giving Mm-mm. that's not giving at all Mm-mm. the defense however wanted to present an alternative suspect someone else that had access to the house and could have been there that night so they put aj's little sister kyra kara on the stand and she was asked to describe the relationship between her parents and Josh. Woo-wee. And here the, we go. Here we go. And according to Kara, Josh was the black sheep of the family. He was a heavy drug user who had only gotten worse in the couple months before the murder. Mm. He was known to be a violent person and even said he claimed to hear demonic voices. So he was just like not mentally stable. Mm-hmm. He felt like he didn't belong in the family. So a few months prior to the murders, he moved out of the home. Wow, here we go. This is definitely muddying the waters. And it's very confusing because as we hear from the other reports that we talked about early in the show, things were good between Don That's what you and think. Josh. Yeah. But here goes Kara saying like, oh no, things weren't good. But she doesn't talk about how Don helped Josh get an apartment. Right. Like he literally started working at one of their businesses. That's what I'm saying. And maybe he was the black sheep of the family because he wasn't, Antonio's son like sometimes that step child yeah. dynamic yeah. can look that way yeah um, I'm hoping not yeah but like even like I can understand that yeah but why would Don like completely not address it in the text messages exactly completely not bring up the fact that the dynamic could be in disarray right I agree so I'm hoping Kara's telling the truth I rather it be that these articles and even the court documents are wrong rather than Kara just saying this is what was going on, you know. Yeah. And throwing her brother, brother essentially under the 
the bus, her half-brother. Kara's testimony put a lot of question marks in the heads of the jurors. And after deliberating for only 19 hours, they couldn't come up with a unanimous decision. Mm. And the Mm -hmm. judge had to declare a mistrial. My God. Oh, yeah. Eight jurors voted guilty while four voted to acquit. So, obviously, you can't. My God. Can't do that. Can't do that. So, what happens next? Another trial. Because the DA was not dealt with done with him okay and he's 20 years old at, the, at this time and it's 2022 mm-hmm. but before his second trial he did an interview with abc 13 and here are some things he had to say mm-hmm. quote i feel like people probably would like to hear from me and just hear the things that i have to say i mean i'm always quiet about things so i'm sure they probably like to know what aj has to say that sounds very Okay, sir. You think you're popping? Right. He's very confident, very cocky. Too much. Mm. Quote, for me, it's as simple as I didn't do it. It's just as simple as that. I've been adamant about that since the moment everything happened. I'll never change from that because I know it's the truth. And for me, that's just the one thing that I really want people to know. Okay. I mean, damn. It sounds like he's telling the truth. I mean, R. Kelly was on TV fighting for his life, (laughs) bitch. It was crooked as a $3 bill. And this is true. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he's just too bad. But then Josh feels like he has a real capability Mm -hmm. of killing his parents based Mm -hmm. off of his mental health. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like on paper, Josh may be the better suspect. But you have to go with the evidence, not just what you think or what quote unquote could make sense right and then like would aj ever cover for josh like let's say josh was in his room one day chilling and Mm -hmm. he was the one who shot the bullet you know because they were playing with the gun right or he was the one who put freaking fire but you know maybe he was in the house at that point living with them shit well according to Kay, which i was going to bring up later josh did apparently set a a fire in the house before so maybe everyone's just klepto Maybe everyone's klepto. Maybe they're trying to cover up for each other in some weird I don't know, power bitch. couple family I don't way, know. even though the two people who created the family are dead. Maybe the mother queen mom is like directing the kids to say something. Or- who knows? I don't think Josh did it. And I'm going to we're going to get to why. Mm. During AJ's second trial, the prosecution presented cell phone records showing that AJ was active on his cell phone throughout the night. And the only time he wasn't was at the time of the murders. Whoa. heavy shit so i think they introduced this in the first um trial too but i know for sure they made it like a thing in the second they said he was charging his phone until 104 a.m and then unplugged it at 108 a.m okay one minute later the motion detectors on the second floor which is where his parents room was were triggered and although aj's phone wasn't technically being used the display on his phone was lit up my god how the fuck can they tell that did they have a camera I don't know. I'm like, if they had a camera, they would have saw him running out of the room. Right, right, you know, right, all right, that. right, right. But maybe there's like a standby that shuts on the phone. Maybe something on the phone. Yeah, maybe something on the phone. Lit. Right. Ooh, right. So the prosecution was trying to say that AJ was using his phone screen as a flashlight as he walked down the stairs to his parents' room to commit the murders. And by 1.14 a.m., he was on the phone with 911. And then went to go get his sister, right? Like, he got Kyra. He got Kyra after he was on the phone with 911. Mm. Right. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. But this evidence still wasn't enough to convict AJ. And once again, the judge had to declare a mistrial. Because 8 out of the 12 
jurors voted to acquit AJ. Whoa. Crazy. crazy. I was like, the defense was working overtime. They must have had some really good circumstantial evidence. Yeah. To, think, like, to suggest that somebody else did it. Yeah. And like when you probably look at AJ, you're like, no. And then when you bring in Josh as a factor, mm-hmm. and if the evidence isn't strong enough, or it's like, bitch, we yeah. have you on camera. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there's so much that can go on. This is their child, and he's not mentally ill. No. It doesn't seem like it, at least. Right, from what we know of. He's well off. They're not poor mm-hmm. or anything. So mm-hmm. how could this boy with that this. smile do this to their parents? How could he? Fast forward to 2023. AJ is 23 years old. He's a father himself and is once again facing another trial. Good Lord. Yeah, bitch. Take a look at him. Going look to at court. him. Going to court. In this picture, he looks confident. I'm telling you, ain't nothing really changed. Ninja turtling his way into the fucking courtroom. Once again, thinking he's going to make he's it gonna out. He's going to get off. This is his girl. Mm, the girl. girl at the time. His, this was his girlfriend at the time of the murders. And they got married. She looked confident. His girly Kate. <laughs> A real convoluted, Kate. And she birthed her son in 2020 and had been holding him down the whole time and ever since, honestly. They're still together. Wow. Fighting his case. Oh, my God. So what's the update? We're going to get to the update. Mm-hmm. Don and Antonio's parents are... Who's that? This was Josh on the night of the murders. Josh we're going to get to it. y'all, right? Kristen. No shade. We're going to come back to Josh. Don and Antonio's parents are exhausted. and They feel like the justice system is just on a witch hunt. And it's hurting their family, mm. you know, because, like, we have to keep going through these damn trials. Mm-hmm. Kay Winston, who's Antonio's mother, said, quote, we lost our beautiful daughter and our son. Our family has been through so much hell behind all of this. We relive their deaths every time we come back to trial. Mm. We've watched the Houston PD and the Harris County DA's office hide evidence, lose evidence, and mishandle the investigation into the case through two trials. Wow. What evidence are they going to bring to this trial the third time? Or is the DA's office attempting to bankrupt our family? Mm. And will they just keep on trying this case until they get the results they are looking for? That really sucks. Because a mistrial doesn't clearly doesn't guarantee you an acquittal type of response, right. which is you can't get tried again. Right. They can try them over and over and over. So, and I think when it comes to like a acquitting somebody it has to be a unanimous decision and finding someone guilty has to be a unanimous decision right because mistrial would be the in-between i think the only thing that the prosecution can do with the evidence that they have is offer aj a deal so they don't have to keep going back to trial and i'm sure they've offered him a deal it's cheaper to do it that way right but did he take it no because he probably feels like he's innocent and now she's like well, why do you guys keep trying him? Well, we don't think he's innocent, man. And he thinks he is. And, and he nobody's thinks he is. proving and that's that it. he's not. He won't take the deal. <sighs> Sheesh. Exactly. It's heavy for the family. and I know it sucks. And I don't blame her for thinking he's innocent. Mm-hmm. But do I think she's wrong? I do think she's wrong. Wow. But there's still something that's going to come up actually right now that may put some pause in that thought. Okay. Kristen, it is the holiday season. The ultimate holiday season. And we have so many gifts to buy. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, God. When you put it like that. I know. I know. But there's so much that comes with it. And that includes buying a lot of stuff. And 
I don't really want to buy anything this season, but honestly, Uncommon Goods makes me want to go shopping. Um, what's that? Uncommon Goods is basically like the site that looks for things for you to get for your loved ones during the season from different experiences like mixology classes and Period. cooking classes or even jewelry and like art type of things. Oh, yeah. so you meant by trinkets, you meant phenomenal gifts? <laughs> Something you should probably purchase for someone that you love in your life? Yeah. Absolutely. And if you guys want to try out Uncommon Goods, to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash blacktruecrime. That's uncommongoods.com slash blacktruecrime for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer, okay? Buy something extraordinary for someone in your life this season. Yeah, because Uncommon Goods, we all are out of the ordinary. Period. <laughs> now back to the show. Back to the episode. Speaking of evidence that they were looking for, originally when AJ was brought into custody back in 2016, there was no blood on his clothes. But a woman reinvestigating his clothing said she found a small amount of Antonio Sr.'s blood under the police department visitor name tag mm. that AJ had to put on his shirt when he came to the station for questioning originally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know why they didn't lift the damn name tag up off the shirt right, before then. Right. It's not for me to answer, but this is what the prosecution and the forensics are saying is happening mm -hmm. so they told the court that since antonio senior had so much blood coming out of his mouth this is so sad rest in peace to don yeah. and antonio so much blood coming out of his mouth and was known to have been still breathing when the police arrived mm -hmm. they think aj went in the room and used a pillow to cover his face but before he was able to do that small specks of blood were like being exhaled onto aj's shirt from mm -hmm. antonio's mouth and the defense countered with, because that's like, okay, that's possible, That's right? okay, but like, why would he put a pillow over his he was, dad's... he was still breathing, and he wanted to like kill oh, him. so he was trying to suffocate him? I thought right. you said he was still breathing. Oh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But was he still breathing by the time the paramedics came? Yes. Because he was able to go to the hospital. Yes, yes. Okay. So he wasn't able to fully kill him, mm -hmm. whatever. But the defense countered with saying that there would, would have been so much more blood evidence on Antonio's shirt mm -hmm. if that was the case. Because right. if you're ex exhaling blood, it's not going to be just you're small, like spitting up unnoticeable things. Yeah. yeah, Especially under a small name tag. Thank you. They were grasping at straws. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the defense said. They were like, you guys are itching, mm -hmm. reaching. And you, how you going to sit there and lie? Like, <laughs> even if she did find the speck, which I doubt she did. Because right. anybody can place a speck of blood under a tag that nobody lifted up or claimed that they did. It's just hard to believe that that's the only part of the clothing that would have had Antonio's blood on it. One part. Yeah. Thank you. You know? So the defense was like, okay, you guys want to bring us some bullshit? Well, we're going to bring up our same scapegoat, which is Josh. Wee. And we never talked about what Josh was up to on the night of the murders and how he even found out about his parents' death. So here's what happened. On the night of the murders, Josh got a call from AJ. And this was after AJ had already called the cops saying like, hey, I heard some gunshots. Mm -hmm. Josh lived like three minutes away. So he was able to run out of his house, head over there. He took his own shotgun and everything because he didn't know what the fuck was happening. Mm -hmm. So obviously he told AJ told Josh what was happening and he said his parents got shot. Josh was like, I think his nigga is playing with me, honestly. But I'm like scared. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. I'm heading over there. Mm -hmm. According to AJ himself, Josh was confused when he showed up and didn't know what was going on. And if it was just AJ, like I said, pulling a prank. Wow. What type of prank? It says a lot about you. Yes. If somebody thinks you can if prank you, them on murder. Exactly. Specifically their parents. Hella fucking dark. Mm -hmm. 
But to the defense, Josh's anger, because he was confused, showing his, like, you know, a little bit aggressive mm-hmm. with the cops stuff, like, what the fuck's going on? And the defense saw that as Josh just being guilty. Because <laughs> because he refused to answer any questions about gunshot residue as well. Like, will we find gunshot residue in your hands? This nigga's like, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. I have a gun in my hand right now that I'm pulling up with. You know what I'm saying? I don't with you. Right. Mike, I just got a call that my parents are dead. Like, how about we deal with that first? Y'all are asking me questions about gunshot residue. Nick, I just got here type stuff. Exactly. Wow. So I get the frustration. I think AJ did it. I think he did too. Josh's alibi at the time was his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. This, um, they were like living together, I guess, but Mm -hmm. she said that they were together the whole night. Mm. Which you can't really do. Yeah, you know, but I don't think he did it. The prosecution pointed out that Josh has shown way more emotion about losing his parents than AJ was, quote, ever capable of showing. It was on AJ's head. AJ must have been giving, like... Sociopath. Yeah. Did he even mourn his parents is my question. I don't even know. I don't think so. He sounds too confident. He sounds really like, I didn't do it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to get away with this. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm going to get caught. Mm-hmm. Apparently, after the murders, Josh became paranoid and literally didn't know who to trust. He started mm-hmm. making a list of anyone that could have killed his parents, family members included, bitch. Period. They also shared some of Josh's medical records, which showed that he'd been in at least eight different mental health facilities and didn't start suffering from mental health issues until months after the mar- after the murders. So he was going through it. He was, and he was doing he was doing well before this. That's why I was like, I don't know if Kay was saying she heard him speaking speak, to the or, mirror, you know, after, or talking to himself. Yeah. I mean, our dad talks to himself. Like, what, I what, talk to myself. What context was that right. in? Right. You know? Oh, no. He's and then, going through it. Really bad. And then, of course, the defense turned it around and said that just because his mental health issues weren't documented doesn't mean that they didn't exist. Yeah, whatever. But these people, this family, clearly had money to go and use the resources if they decided to. I um, mean, they had something. Hopefully, they had life insurances and stuff like that. And I don't even know if they were able to be used in AJ's defense because if he's being charged with killing them, yeah, I don't even think that money could help him. That's hard. It's a lot. And then his grandmother said that one day in church, she saw him staring out into space after the murders happened. And Josh said, what the fuck? Like, I was just thinking about how dad is a preacher here. He usually be preaching and he's not even here with this anymore. I was going to say, yeah head and josh also said like oh i was also thinking about driving off of a bridge after i left church that day he's going through it it's heavy ass shit and the grandmother i mean i think i don't know if she's leading the charge but it looks like she's very on the let's blame josh train Mm -hmm. which is heartbreaking yeah because aj's probably her golden boy and look at josh and aj is like technically blood related to her Mm -hmm. josh isn't so maybe that's the difference but I, i hope not the grandmother shared how Josh had set a fire, we already talked about, in the house before. Mm-hmm. But his ex-girlfriend, Hannah, testified, quote, I want to be very clear about this. Josh was never like this before. This completely ruined his life. Oh, Josh. Quote. I'm right. sorry, Josh. You know, look at him. I'm so, so sorry. He looks disappointed. He looks sad. He, he just looks frustrated. He looks like he's tired. He doesn't know what to do. He's yeah. lost something and, and cameras are in his face. Mm-hmm. And he's about to get pissed. It's heartbreaking. Wow. 
By 2018, Josh's medical records showed that he was, quote, full-blown psychotic, and he also had schizophrenia. Wow. He eventually became catatonic, which means he was basically immobile and Mm -hmm. couldn't even communicate. And according to KHOU 11, we talked about them already, an article that was written in August of 2023, family members said that Josh had disappeared and no one knows where he is. And August was like four months ago, so... I mean, Kayla, please. This is horrible. This Poor is sad. Josh. Told him from limb, limb from limb. And like him. that was his mom. Like that was probably his ace school boy. No matter who had him, his mama had him. From the text messages, they were close as hell. You know, and he maybe he thinks that it is AJ, mm-hmm. or maybe it's him, and he's going through it because of what he's done. I hope not. I, cause that's like a full blown psychotic break. Yeah. Which means you never, like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's some heavy ass shit. It is. And people rarely kill someone and then go into a psychotic break. Right. Okay. Usually they find a way to, like, rationalize the guilt mm-hmm. or the way that they were killed with so much planning. I don't think that it would have affected him so negatively if he had already been in the mindset to kill his parents for months or weeks or whatever. Yeah. This is hard. And then when the defense took a look at the note, which again said, I've been watching you for a long time. Come get me. Mm-hmm. They suggested that it had been written by someone that was angry and kind of unhinged, which is another jab at Josh. Okay. But when I saw it, and if you're on Patreon, you see it right now. Yeah. Krista, what what's your first reaction when you see that about the person that wrote this note? I'm looking like, first of all, whoever did this was doing a lot. Mm. Um, multiple strokes, do, like had some time mm-hmm. to sit here and do this. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Okay. So when I looked at it, I was like, they're trying to hide their penmanship. Mm. It looks like they're trying to take the pen, hold it loosely, make a lot of strokes without showing any real penmanship so it can't be traced back to them. Yeah. I mean, literally look at it. Look at for A, the A in long time. It's like he's just scribbling over his shit. Yeah. Half writing stuff. Trying to, like, make it seem like, okay, I did this in a hurry. I don't want them to be able to tell that I wrote this. Mm-hmm. That's what I get. And then a last come get me up top. And that shows someone that was planning this. Wow. It's bad. Now, this next part brought a lot of questions up in my head. Listen to this. In 2017, Houston PD emailed prosecutors claiming that they had a woman with an alternate theory on the murders. Mm-hmm. It was a friend of Antonio Sr.'s named Maxine Waters, who during the interview said that he'd been receiving death threats at the time of the murder. Okay. And it so happened to be recorded. Okay. So here it is. That there is a prostitution ring that my husband, my sister-in-law, Antonio, and another individual um, were all involved in during this time. And so I didn't know, um, like the call records are all like, crazy um the uh there the the one woman that was with antonio has contact i don't know if it's the pimp or whatnot but mm-hmm. i just felt like i i don't know if y'all knew that or were aware of the prostitution thing so do you think this is related to the homicide or do you think it's just two independent things i think it's related because mm-hmm. the way like the money involved and the um there was a thing about keeping quiet. And so um, it was the, like right before, like they had the, the death threats and the, um, they had changed their life insurance. Like they were doing all of these things. 
and um, my husband and Antonio talked four days before the murder. And so I, like, literally, like, Monday and then that, and then he died. Now, I don't think my husband had any, I'm hoping, I don't know what was talked about. I don't know. Um, he said, oh, yeah, we just hugged, you know, and just, you know, said a prayer together and whatnot. It could be completely two independent things, but because it was the one, con it's the one connection. Mm -hmm. It is the one connection between all of them. Um, but he could just be, I mean, he could be a sugar daddy. He could be a guy with money that... He could be, he could be okay. with a whole bunch of attractive women that like to get paid. <clears throat> could be. Could be. I've heard of worse. So you don't really know shit. She don't know nothing. She's not a doggone thing. She's just talking. You're saying all these words. You're stumbling over your words. You're not saying anything. It doesn't give anything. No. At all. Right. And that's essentially what the judge ended up <laughs> determining because uh -huh. they were like, yeah, I hear this, but this isn't going to be admissible. Although it took the prosecution like 18 months to even turn this over to the defense, which mm -hmm. is a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. It ended up being determined that what she was saying was like completely false. OK, good. And Next. it sounded like she was bullshitting yeah, anyway. It, it sounds like she was literally coming up with something on the spot. She wasn't prepared. So I would just love to have known like, you know, you get a lot of different calls to the tip line but mm -hmm. i would just love to have known why the fuck she would even come forward mm -hmm. and say something like that if it had no validity to it. a prostitution ring where did you get that I antonio right i mean that's shocking he's, he's fine well, but like where did you get that you know, from come on right we're not this isn't a movie like let's be fucking for real I don't know if the judge decided to not have this admissible in the first and second trial but i definitely know what happened in the third trial mm -hmm. and maybe that's why the verdict would end up being different because this jury didn't have the option of hearing this. Mm -hmm. um, but either way, in the third trial, the jury would end up finding AJ guilty on all charges. Whoa. Yeah. The group said that all of the citing evidence for them was the sketchy 911 call, his interrogation after the murder, the test shot that he fired prior to the cell phone records, and that those show that he was active and awake on his phone. Mm -hmm. around the time his parents were killed and then him trying to set the house on fire with mm. his parents in it mm. they <laughs> so, convicted aj doesn't look good oh look at him he wasn't expecting that lord have mercy good lord it's giving venom yeah it is with the no ear showing he had to shave his head make sure he looked you know a little hard a little harder he's pretty <laughs> you want to give off no vibes mm -mm. He wasn't expecting this. And then they also said they never believed that Josh could have been responsible. Okay. Despite the defense trying to sell it whore. Yeah, I mean, Josh is going through it, but he didn't do it. Right. AJ was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 40 years. So he'll oh. be eligible on August 3rd, 2063. And that's when he's 63 years old. Whoa, they got you. That's a lot. They got you after how long later? What? Seven years? Eight yeah, years? six, seven Thank God. Seven you. years. Yep. His grandmother, Kay, has been in touch with him every single day since he's been locked up. And mm -hmm. she had a few more things to say about him. If you guys want to listen to it, I'll include the link to the uh, video that I watched in regards to this case from KHOU11. And she's in there, bitch, going off about <laughs> prosecution, going off about her son, how, about how AJ, you know, she said he was nervous. That's why he lied to the cops. He was scared. <laughs> you know, she said, I don't care how many times he lied. He didn't do it. Look so at her. Like, like you're an I don't really know. <laughs> you're an I don't I don't really know. It 
doesn't look good. Wow. Okay. Guilty people lie. I'm a lot. But I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm still not 100% convinced it was AJ. Although yeah. I majority think it was him. Yeah. I'm still not 100% there. Like, I can understand why someone on a jury would have been like, I don't feel comfortable voting guilty. A thousand percent. Maybe to a lesser charge or right. something like that. But first degree is right. is a lot. And nobody was talking no lesser charge. They tried right. them three times before they did that. I would just have loved to know, like, how could someone have gotten in the house? And even though it did come up that their alarm system could have been faulty, you know, they had moments where it didn't work. Even Kara said that herself. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of different questions surrounding it. Mm-mm. What y'all think? Let us know. Yeah. AJ ended up filing a civil civil lawsuit against the Houston PD, claiming that they planted the DNA evidence on the name tag mm. found on AJ's shirt, which, which I, I kind of believe. I about to say I'm not opposed uh-huh. to that, and the lawsuit is still ongoing for that. Mm. And of course, he's appealing his conviction with a public defender this time because his family just can't afford oh to pay for the lawyer anymore. And the lawyer, being a man named Chris Collins, who was actually friends with Antonio Senior and Don when they were alive. Uh-huh. So, like, as a favor, yeah, he had them. He wanted to, but you know, represent him, but he also felt like AJ was telling the truth. Wow. Yep. Well, he's also going to say that. I, I he's representing the dude. That's true. His sister Kara is nineteen now. She's a student at LSU, and I hope she's thriving. I hope so, girl, because this is a lot. Like, I can't imagine losing your parents, losing your brother, then having to turn on your other brother, kind of. This is a lot. And Heavy now shit. your other brother is locked up. Yep. And you ain't got no real family. And your other brother is nowhere to be found. Other brother nowhere. Heavy. Just Heavy. really sad. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So uh, we hope you're doing well, Kara. Yeah, Kara, girl. Even though you don't agree with our opinion, that's all right. Right. We still want you to succeed. Yes, and still rest in peace to your mom and your dad, period. Amen. And somebody please find Josh. Yeah. Just to say, where are he? you okay? Yeah, where, where is he? There are social media pages that openly support AJ and think he's innocent. Um, Even the NAACP, the Houston branch, posted about the case, suggesting Mm. they thought he was innocent and should be freed. Mm. There are highway signs calling for the charges against him to be dropped and just a lot more supporters than honestly I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Because that's confident to say, like, free him. Mm -hmm. It's pretty confident. Enough is enough. QR code and all. <laughs> they wasted no time. Mm-mm. So I'm just like, am I missing something? I don't know. Do this they see something that case. I don't? This is a hard case. Yeah. AJ could have been just cutting up. Right. But like in the worst ways. Yeah. Um, Or he could have done it. He could have done it. And as of right now, we don't know because it seems like if AJ did commit the murders, he will never admit it. No. He's dying on that hill. He's not giving anything that he didn't give before. Exactly. I feel like if he was like, hey, I'll take the deal. I feel like with him getting life and parole after 40 years, maybe they'll give him like 25 mm-hmm. if he pleased to second degree. Mm-hmm. Like that's still a chance for you to be in your kid's mm-hmm. life because your kid is very young right now. Mm-hmm. Poor baby. Oh, dang. He, like he asked for his dad. I read that. Case that she's like, you know, he's old enough to ask for his dad and all that type of stuff. So it's sad. There's loss all around. But what y'all think? What do y'all think? That was our case for this week. Because that's a mess. Like they finally got his tail. Mm-hmm. Are we satisfied? I am. I just don't know. I wish I had more confidence, and that's for sure. 
I don't have the level of confidence that I would love to have. It's yeah. like, oh, yes, for mm-hmm. sure. He did it. Wrap this bitch up. Mm-hmm. Knock everything over. We're good. Agreed. But I just don't feel that way. Me either. But I have a strong inkling that I feel like he did it. And if he didn't do it, who the fuck did? That part. Who did? Who could have? Who Kara? did? Who knew where the gun was? You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's covering for Kara. I was about to say. But we won't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's not the case. Again, Kara, we hope you're doing great. Yeah, There's no shade, no fate. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening to this case. Holy Manoli. I'm probably going to think about this tonight because did he do it or not? <laughs> um, we really appreciate you guys coming back every week and recommending the show. Hopefully you're doing that too. Kristen, what do you have to say? Child, that was a lot. So let's <laughs> process. Yes. And we'll see you the next time we definitely will thank you guys so much we love you um if you like the show at all mm-hmm. if you love the show please give us a five-star rating at apple podcast spotify and even, even facebook. facebook it really helps the show grow mm-hmm. and yeah before we go be, be safe, safe protect, protect your peace and protect, protect your space so we don't have to cover, cover your case friend period Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.